It's Mankato's Talk of the Town, connecting the community on News Sports Talk KTOE. Here's your host, Lisa Kay. Well, thank you very much. Back on Talk of the Town, eight minutes after 11 o'clock here on KTOE, getting ready for a beautiful day. Looks like 58, the expected high today. And after a good 10 o'clock hour, looking forward to our 11 o'clock hour with guests in the studio. Russ Haynes joining us. Russ is the founder and executive director of the Invisible Wounds Project, which we'll learn all about. Welcome, Russ. Welcome. Thank you You for having me. Yeah, you brought Paul with you. Paul is Doba. Well... How do we want to introduce uh, Paul? I've got I got treasurer of the uh, fundamentals. Treasurer of the fermentals. Yeah. Fermentals. Thanks for yes. having us. Yeah. Thanks for coming in. We're going to talk a little bit about the Wayne Breitbart Memorial Bach Fest. And when I say that, uh, just one mention that it is. We're not talking about the Bach Fest in New Ulm. We're talking about Wasika and Wasika County. Uh, and Wayne, well, you want to tell me Wayne's story? Who wants to do, Who wants to start with? I that? can start a little with that. Then if uh, Russ wants to chime in on his connection there, but uh, Russ uh, was a member of our fermental club uh or excuse me wayne yeah Mm -hmm. um about five years he is with us um tell me what the what the club does what the fermentals does we're a home brew club uh fermenting so wine beer mead kombucha yeah yep yep i do a little bit of that not much and so uh so wayne was a, a member he was a member what did he like to brew or did he just like to come and taste? He was a, a beer brewer. Okay. He liked uh, being very creative, excelled pretty quickly into doing it, Got, had really good good product. Okay. And so tell me his story. And when. So Wayne uh, was a, a member. He passed away last July from a, a heart defect uh, through um, when he was born. And he had some correction on that. But anyway, he uh, a year ago, we had a club uh, Bachfest uh and Wayne extremely loved the event. Uh, the poster, if you see it, is Wayne <laughs> out there in the snowbanks. Of course, Big last, smile. last year we had, what, five feet of snow about now. And uh, so in his memory, we just decided, let's, uh, let's do it again, make it bigger, because it was just at uh, our personal residence. And then uh, so we led down that path, which ultimately got us connected with Russ because Wayne was actually doing a potential fun run event for them to raise some money this coming summer, I believe, Russ. Yeah, I don't recall exactly when he was going to do it, but yeah, he had talked about, um, you know, getting people out and running and that was one of his, you know, one of the passions and one of the things that he did to, you know, come out of some of the some of the uh, mental health stuff that he had been dealing with. And let's talk about that because we're, he was a Waseca County dispatcher. Yes, he was a dispatcher. He was the uh, dispatcher on duty when Eric Matson was, was uh, shot in uh, mm-hmm. Waseca a mm-hmm. couple, few years back, um, which ultimately I believe led him to the invisible wounds to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's a first responder and, when we uh, decided to do this, we wanted to do something for the first responders, and that's that's how it led to the Invisible Wounds Project. I'm so excited to have this conversation now. Um, I know I've had uh, EMS here, our first responders, lots of big conversations about uh, police and fire and some of the mental health issues and the PTSD that goes along with that and how do they keep themselves safe and healthy uh, and, and mentally strong. Um, and so... I'm really glad that both of you are here. This Bachfest, the Memorial Bachfest that you're having, is coming up this Saturday. So let's give let's give out those details about how yeah. people get can get involved because it is a fundraiser. So you can reach out to the Fermental Group on Facebook. 
Um, otherwise, the American Legion, their, their uh, Facebook site in Wasika also has the event details. But it starts at 4, and it goes to 10. Uh, beer tasting and food will go until 7.30, from 4 to 7.30. We'll probably have 30-plus gallons of homemade beer. Uh, I don't know how much wine we'll have and mead, but we'll have plenty for everybody to sample and taste. Uh, we're going to have commemorative glasses for the event that they'll get a free fill, uh, partial fill anyway, because we're going to do beer poking, which is a common uh, thing they do in Germany. So you heat an iron stick and stick it in the beer, and uh, it foams up, caramelizes, kind of like a marshmallow. I have and, had it. It does uh, taste like a, a yeah. toasted marshmallow. So that's part of the event, and we've got probably 50 items on a silent auction. So... And then uh, hero sandwiches. So heroes for heroes uh, is kind of the thing. That's all. It's a twenty-five dollar charge, and you get your sandwich and free tastings with that. Uh, The mugs are ten dollars, and with your beer, and then uh, all uh, first responders get in for fifteen dollars. So just proof of their position and what they're doing, and they get in uh, at a discount. And veterans, too, I see. Veterans, yep. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, 21 plus for, of course, uh, the wine tasting, but can, if you have family, can you bring them? And uh, It's really an adult event okay. um, on that. So. All right. So we're going to get some more. We'll put the information on the KTOE Facebook page as well, and this starts at 4 p.m. at the Wasika American Legion uh, coming up tomorrow. Are you all ready for this? Everybody's been brewing for how long? Oh, I, I my beers. I've <laughs> how got, long does it take? Like to, uh, to get a Bach ready? beer, which is a lagering. I've had it. Uh, I made it probably twelve weeks ago. Oh, so okay. it's been in the cooler aging. Uh, so there's a Bach beer. My another one called a Maybach. And then another one, a Schwarz beer, which is another German dark beer. And we've got other brewers that have done box, Czech lagers, um, and German Helles beer. So it's good variety. Right. And what happens if we don't know anything about what we're tasting? Will you be there to, to kind of explain it to us? The members of the Fermentals will explain <laughs> what you're getting. <laughs> I might not know. I'm like, I'm and just... it all has been tested, so it's nice. pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's good. Come on out and do it. Uh, so all the proceeds are going to the Invisible Wounds Project. And um, I, I love that uh, Wayne was kind of the one that brought you together. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, Russ, let's talk a little bit about the Invisible Wounds Project. What is it? What's your mission? Okay. So the Invisible Wounds Project, uh, we work with uh, military, police, fire, EMS, frontline medical staff, so your uh, critical care nurses, doctors, uh, hospital security staff, um, corrections officers, uh, public safety telecommunicators, or 911 dispatchers um, like Wayne. We also extend out to families because we understand that... um, the traumas and the impacts that those jobs and those careers and and those experiences have don't just stop with that uh, with that individual or that service member, it, that stuff comes home. So it's we provide access to qualified uh, therapy services, um, support services, and it's all related to mental health, PTSD, and suicide issues. Can you tell me how you got involved in in founding um, and being the executive director of this? Yeah, so I I served uh, 17 years in public safety. I was a police officer, I was a corrections officer, and then uh, the last 10 and a half years of that 17 years, I was a 901 dispatcher. Mm. Um, and how we got, you know, Wayne was one of our uh, one of our clients. Um, Wayne uh, saw me on a 
on a news uh, story and reached out. Um, he had been, you know, struggling with some things related to uh, the Eric Matson shooting and just kind of the aftermath of that. Um, Wayne uh, was an amazing person. Wayne, to do the job that Wayne did, um, you know, anytime you have a critical incident um, is is hard. But to, to deal with an officer down and he was the only dispatcher working in that room at that time. Mm-hmm. So I was I was spoiled when I worked. I worked at a at a dispatch center where you'd have 10, 12 people on at a time you have partners to help you the amount of work that has to happen in that type of an incident that's an active scene um you've got officers on the radio you got to get dispatch for ambulance you got to get your fire going you got to get other other agencies coming you're still getting calls because Mm -hmm. the public doesn't Stop. know that yeah. you're the only person there there's still other things going on and for him to be able to handle that um, the way he did uh, is truly remarkable um, side note there should never be one dispatcher in a room ever mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's just things can happen and you know so he he did an amazing job but that impact that you know he felt that you know, once it's done, you're kind of, you're in a room. You're not, you're not involved the same way that you're not out on scene. And, and it's, you're very often one of the forgotten black sheep of the, uh, I'd say the first responder family. And, um, he struggled and he, so he came to us, you know, looking for some help. Um, I remember, when he called and specifically talking to him, it was a Saturday afternoon when we talked for a long time Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, he, he, uh, he got that help. We got him involved in, you know, got him a therapist. Um, that takes a lot of a person's character to just make that phone call too, because we are, and especially working in that field where you might feel like you are supposed to be in control of everything a hundred percent and you should have control of your own emotions and uh, be able to handle so much. That's right. a lot to ask of anybody. Right. And, and that's, you know, you, you bring up a good point. So one of the, the pieces where when people reach out to us, oftentimes that's the one shot that we have. Yeah. We have that one opportunity to make that connection and get them, um, get them help. And, and not everybody needs therapy, but mm-hmm. some people do. And some people need other things. And our, our job as Invisible Wounds Project is really to meet people where they're at, figure out what is, what is it that they're looking for? What do they need? What's going to help make their life better? How are we going to get them to a spot where, where they're in a better place? And, and it's certainly, um, I mean, the studies are out there. It's, it's not abnormal for um, somebody to work in these professions and, and, and have you know, have mental health issues or, Mm -hmm. or PTSD. It is not, I mean, to not be impacted by the things that we see here do is, is absolutely, it's out there. We understand that it's there in veterans. And as a public, I think we expect that. What we don't grasp is that a lot of the same exact stuff that's happening with veterans is happening in our first responders mm-hmm. and in those those frontline people, the people who run towards, you know, danger and tragedy. I mean, we just had the, the shootings in, in Burnsville, right. and that's incredibly impactful to not only does that impact 
the people in that area that are, you know, police, fire, and EMS, and dispatch, and all that, it impacts the entire community surrounding, mm-hmm. um, which is why there's been such a outpouring of support, and that support needs to continue. Those people m- meet you on your worst day. Absolutely. Right. So uh, they need to be taken care of as well. And I think that um, I, I interviewed an author. Uh, he was a firefighter from um, the Twin Cities, St. Paul, I believe, that wrote a book all about this, okay. just about yeah. the fact that uh, sometimes people don't realize that we need the same things. Yep. Uh, and especially, especially, I, and I can only imagine in Wayne's case, um, you know, being being the only one. Um, that, that you said that, and I just thought, why would you ever be the only one? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's really hard, and and so one of our slogans, our, our main slogan, is "You are not alone." Well, in Wayne's case, he absolutely he felt like was he was alone, alone. and yeah. you know, but there's a lot of isolation that happens within our our whether it's veterans, first responders, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you start to pull back and you stop doing the things that you really enjoyed and 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 the things that brought you, um, you know, joy, you no longer do. And you stop socializing or interacting with other people because they don't understand you. And that's where Invisible Wounds Project also comes in. We're, we're working to try to connect people um, back together. Um, you know, and I can share something that Wayne and I had a conversation with that day. He talked about how after that incident... Um, it was a, I think it was a New Year's night. I mean, he spent that night in his fish house, mm. you know, isolated away and, and doing things that a lot of us first responders tend to do is doing, you know, drinking or, or whatever to, you get away from people yeah. and you isolate and, you know, Wayne was able to, to bring all that back together and get back into a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. and, um, Wayne was amazing. He was, he was the week before he died. Um, he was volunteering for us at a, um, at a women's veteran event over in Oatana. And, um, he had become, you know, a champion of, of what we were doing and a spokesperson and a great volunteer. And, um, he, he was starting to help us out with some trainings and stuff like that. And so, it, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was a loss. Mm-hmm. We lost a great person. Yeah, and so we ask that the public comes out and supports in in this fundraiser that's coming up on Saturday, March 2nd at the Wasika American Legion, 4 to 10 p.m. Uh, there's going to be some information on KTOE.com after I get off the air here. You'll be able to find that. Otherwise, um, the Invisible Wounds Project, the Fermentals, I'm sure you have that. Do you have Do you have a page that we can put on social media that we can follow uh, along? Or is there yes, a- we well, off our Facebook page, yeah. we can pull it off there. Okay, yeah. perfect. We'll make sure to put that up there. Follow us there and you'll get the information. And now, Russ, what will you do with the funds that come in from this fundraiser? So we we use it to serve other people. Um, So right now, so far this year, we've already done 100 intakes Mm -hmm. of clients. And that's, you know, your veterans, first responders. Um, 91% of those that we're serving would be considered under the first responder um, lines with us. Um, But we are in the process of 
uh, support center building. Oh. Um, it's going to be located in Forest Lake, which is where we're based out of. But um, that support center is going to have a wood shop and an art studio. And it's a, it's a safe space for those that we serve to go and connect with other people um, in a healthy environment. Um, it's going to have a coffee bar. It's not going to be, you know, so often we go it Sounds into, like creative, doing something with the hands and being yeah, able to being, have camaraderie. and. Yep, so being creative and, and doing healthy things, getting people out, you know, in, into new hobbies or introducing them to old ones again, mm-hmm. you know, and, and getting them connected to each other um, in ways that improve their lives. And, and sometimes you don't necessarily need a like 20 friends sometimes it's just that one connection that that helps you know pull you out of the the spot you're in or keeps you out of that going down into that spot um so it's you know it's like 10,500 square feet of connection space healthy space um a spot where nobody's ever going to ask you what's the worst thing you've ever seen it's just a place to go where people understand who you are what you've been through we don't have to talk about it we don't have to dive into the back you know we don't have to share war stories we're going to move forward Mm -hmm. on on doing stuff that we enjoy and that that helps us grow and and heal and i think just what you said earlier to know that you're not alone absolutely yeah one of those spaces. Where do we go to find Invisible Wounds Project online? So you can learn more about us, iwproject.org, iwproject.org. Um, we've got a lot of events. Not all of them are on uh, on the website yet. Um, I feel like we keep adding events every day. <laughs> That's good. Um, some of our people probably think that too. Um, but also our Facebook page is very active. Um, lots of things going on there too. All right. Well, if you are listening and want to support with this Wayne Breitbarth Memorial Bach Fest that's coming up on Saturday, uh, we're going to get all the info on KTOE.com after I'm off the air here. Paul, thank you for putting that together. You're welcome. I'm um, sorry about the loss of your friend. Uh, thank you for all you do. Thanks um, for having uh, for us. us. We certainly want to continue to help you reach that goal of having a, a place for people to be and uh, certainly appreciate, take care of our, of our veterans and first responders. Thank you. Um, Thanks. Certainly appreciate that. It's 1126 here, KTOE. It's Middays with Lisa Kay.